Let's okay. see. So what did you think of this week's topic? Um, this week we're doing the Denver International Airport conspiracies. Yes. Yes. Um, so fun. So many. There are. There are quite a few interesting theories. <laughs> right. And, uh, the, um, well, let me just start by introducing the podcast, shall we? Yes. Um, yes. Is- Welcome to <laughs> Conspiracy. Go ahead. Okay, I'll do it this time. Yes, please, sorry. Welcome to Conspira Sisters. I'm Amanda. And I'm Taryn. And we are the sisters. And this week we're talking about the Denver International Airport. Um, Before we begin, I'd like to say, uh, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to our shit on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and iTunes and all that. Um, Leave us a review, like five stars, because we're great and you love us. And um, I looked at our stats, and we have eight listeners. Oh my god! No way. Yes, I'm not sure who they are. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know mom. I know Rachel, and then Arissa said she's been listening too. Um, Cute. Yeah, Uh, I'd also like to say. Okay, so last week was when I released the episode. It was Tuesday, um, and it was. After I released it, I was like on Facebook and I saw all this stuff about Blackout Tuesday for the Black Lives Matter movement. And I was like, uh-oh, I fucked up. Um, so basically, the Blackout Tuesday thing was like, don't post any of your own shit. Only post things for, um, you know, creators who are of color. So like share people of color who like are creating content and be like, here, go listen to this podcast instead. And all this shit. Right. And it, I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> but I feel really stupid now because I was like, oh, let me just. Well, because we release it every Tuesday. So I, I just didn't even think about it. Right. Right. Um, I will try to do better in the future. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will. I really will. I really am trying. And I, you know, growing up, you and I in a pretty conservative r- rural town um, with lots of very racist people around us, it's we have to unlearn this racism every fucking day of our lives. And it's, it's hard, but it's not as hard as being a victim of racism. For sure. It's important to talk about, I think. So, especially since, you know, we're white and we have privilege and we have, you know, our voice is listened to disproportionately more than if we were people of color. So it's important that we speak up about it. And I've actually, I've been like, Every once in a while, mom will, like, talk to me and, like, I argue with her now over, like, race and things like that. And it's, like, I – before, I would just, like, bite my tongue. I would be, like, I'm not getting into this with her because there's no way I'm going to change her mind. But, like, I think I might be kind of getting to her. (laughs) (laughs) So that's good. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I know Brian's parents, oh, they – just have Fox News streaming in their house no. all day. So, like, whether they're sitting down and watching it or not, it's just kind of, like, through osmosis, like, sinking into their minds in the background, you right, know? Right, like, like um, subliminal messages. Uh, yes. Oh, no. And, I mean, they're not even subliminal. They're just, like, blatant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. It's, it's really tough going over there. Um, last time I was there, they, like, handed me the remote to, like, put something else on. So, I turned on River Monsters. I was like, <laughs> surely this is something thing everyone can agree is excellent television <laughs> river monsters i love that shit. <laughs> i mean anything on animal planet really is yeah. usually a crowd pleaser so i was like 
let me just not put on, you know, CNN or anything political. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Just to keep the peace for the time being at dude, especially right. Especially with like in-laws. I'm not trying to like pick a fight. It's one thing to pick a fight with like our own parents, but I feel like I usually am pretty like agreeable with mom. She's much more level-headed and, and like open to listening. I feel. Yeah. Whereas dad dad on the other hand, (laughs) very stubborn. Yeah. He's, he's tricky. It's, it is hard. It's hard to, talk to him because you can't change his mind ever um and he knows everything and he's so much smarter than us and it's like okay well all three of us are like college educated now um and he's not (laughs) so I mean not that that really has anything to do with it but it's like you send your kids to college and then you get pissed off when they're smarter than you (laughs) so I don't know but um there was something I said to him a while ago that he just loved and it was so funny because he kept like bringing it up I said something about like isn't it funny how like every few years socialism has to come in and bail out capitalism? And he was like, wow, that's really smart of you to say. And like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I read that somewhere on Facebook and I like agreed with it and shared it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's super smart of me. But like, he was like, he'll taken... never know. Right. He doesn't have the book. Right. He doesn't. So he was like taken aback. He was very surprised. Like, oh, wow. Amanda knows something and she's speaking wisely. What? How? And it's just like, mm-hmm. look at me. <laughs> Facebook. But yeah. So every once in a while, I'll hit him with something that just surprises him. But for the most part, yeah, he's pretty stubborn. And we also had the um, the garage sale this weekend. And we did really well, actually. That's um, what she said. I feel yeah. like people are just, like, itching to leave their homes. Yes. And, like, some people wore masks and some people didn't. But for the most part, it was like, you know, we've got a pretty big garage. And, like, a lot of shit was outside in the driveway. So, um, you know, people were able to, like, social distance from each other, which was good. Um but there was some dude, mom said, who came in and he was like really loud and just like being very like talking to her and Hannah and just like talking about how fucking racist he is Ooh. and being very open and vocal about it and like dropping, you know, the N word and shit. And it's like, you don't do that in public, no. even out here. You just you don't alone? do that. He I think he was by himself. He just came out because he saw like the garage sale signs. Mm-hmm. Um Ugh, yeah. how embarrassing. I know. And, ma- and mom is just like, please leave me alone. I don't want to be associated with you. Right. I'm surprised Hannah didn't say anything. Like, you know, yeah, she's right. She's so funny because like when people would like haggle and stuff, mom would be like, well, I guess I can give it to you for half off. And Hannah would just be like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm yep, asking. She'd be the one. Yeah. I'm asking this much because. I paid a lot more for it and I'm not going any lower. So, Oh my God. Yeah. Yep. She definitely has no problem telling people no. Yeah, that's for I, sure. I do love how she handles customers very well. Um, even in like a casual garage sale setting, you know, imagine um, her at the fucking deli. Oh yes. <laughs> she, that was her, she worked at a deli and then she worked at um, a daycare center because she wants to be a teacher. And that was a pretty good experience, I think. And she, I think it's interesting because like the way that customers act, like, I feel like she would rather deal with children like toddlers than deal with customers because <laughs> like there was there would be right. people coming in who would just like start bitching and complaining and being assholes to her and she would just start laughing and then be like oh you're serious like you're actually behaving like this over right. like cheese or lunch meat like oh this my is god what it's you ridiculous get. behavior and well and it's true too I'm sure the parents are way more of a nightmare to deal with than the children oh yeah 
you know, and like some days you're probably just relieved to have like an adult conversation after spending eight hours talking to a child or many of them. (laughs) But it's like, would I rather talk to the parents? Like, are they just going to bitch at me? Like, I don't know. I I also feel like they're just so underfunded, like a lot of, you know, daycares and schools and whatever. I so, you know, it's easy for people to complain because they're so expensive, but they're also, like, how are they struggling for supplies? Like- <laughs> right, and I know Dad does work for the lady that owns those daycares, and, like, she has a really nice fucking house, and <laughs> I don't know. I feel like those daycares are, are pretty well off, though. You know, they they support their teachers and stuff right. pretty well, I think. Anyway, um, okay, so follow us. Blackout Tuesday. These are the things that I had written down so that I don't forget <laughs> to mention. Okay, um, yes, yes. Okay, so tell me about the Denver International Airport. Okay, um, so I didn't go into very specific history. It was just kind of boring to me, but I did go into some awesome conspiracies about it. Well, um, it's but not a quick... that old. It's it's right? not. Um, well, the original airport, the Stapleton International Airport, was the airport that was in Denver before what is it dev or dia there's D-I-A, two different ones denver, denver, denver international. international airport or den airport d-e-n just den okay denver. so um before I, that, i'm talking about it like i know what i'm talking about well <laughs> i mean never, you know you did Colorado. you did some brief research <laughs> oh by yeah. the way you were always really good about resources so i got mine from wikipedia gawker and thrillist of oh, course good. oh i, I Very... love thrillist too that was a good one yeah um so the Stapleton International Airport was built in 1929, and then in the 80s, oh, wow. there was just, like, a lot of congestion on the um, airways. What are they called? The landing strips and things like that. And, like, the weather was the really runways? unpredictable there. Yes, yes, that's what I mean. Um, the weather <laughs> was super unpredictable there. Um, so, you know, it was it was hard for them to kind of keep up with it. So in the 80s, they began discussing remodeling and moving and building something new there were um a few different reasons there were a lot of noise complaints from residents so the new airport was going to be built about 25 miles away from the city when stapleton was like 10 miles away so it was pretty close um and there was also like no room for expansion so like other uh airlines wanted to come in but there were no um you know what are they called like loading areas available there like weren't enough docking um, i don't know enough about airplanes i don't know shit to... about aviation there weren't enough terminals terminals that's what we're looking for yep. so, you know, okay. of course they wanted to expand and they're like it's almost like the chicago of the west i feel like it's kind of like you know in the middle of the country like it's i don't it's like a good like center point i feel So there's a lot of, you know, international flights going to and from. It's really, it was one of the most, um, uh, okay, so once it was built, it became one of the most visited airports in the United, or in North America. Um, So let's see, they began building in 1989 and they had a budget of 60 million dollars which in today's money would be about 124 million dollars um it was scheduled to open four years later in october of 1920 or 1993 sorry um but it was actually opened 16 months behind schedule in february 1995 due to um protests there were a lot of people that were saying that they didn't want this giant airport being built there um they also had lots of layout 
plan changes throughout the whole process. So um, there were a lot of different contractors coming and going. And I just wrote here, suspicious question mark. Were they trying to keep plans and uh, their intentions on the DL? Um, So that was like another one of the conspiracies, of course, is that like when they were building the when they were rebuilding the airport, they were like, you know, they had different contractors every couple of months so that people couldn't see the changing plans and that kind of thing. Um, And then before the airport opened, they had like a soft opening in 1994 where they just kind of opened to like journalists and people like in the field. And they were showing off their new like um, baggage claim system, which was all like technological for the time. And it ended up just kind of like destroying the luggage and throwing it all over the place. So oh that delayed. God. Yeah. So that was like bad uh, media for them for sure. So that's what kind of put them behind almost another year. Cause that's um, one of the things that is underground is their giant baggage claim terminal. And um it's it was like one of the you know new and improved kind of one of the first ones of its kind in the 90s um so cost wise it ended up actually remember when i told you they gave him like what 60 million dollars yeah it ended right. up costing 4.8 billion um which was Jesus Christ. 2 billion dollars over budget like whoops um and today it would have cost about 8.1 billion so <laughs> It was now. Wait a minute. I don't hate. I would hate to do this, but I feel. I think the math is wrong here. If they're two billion dollars over budget, and it was total four. What did you say? Four point eight billion. Yes, was the total. Then wouldn't their starting budget have been two point eight billion? I think the initial money that they raised was sixty million. Like, oh, okay. When they initially started building it in nineteen eighty nine, that's how much money they had dumped into it. But then, like over the years, they had all these issues with the baggage claim, and the amount of money is outrageous. Like they're saying that, like yeah. they had um, looked at their budgets, and they're like, you know, even if you factor into play, like a year setback because of this baggage claim debacle still that doesn't put you at two billion dollars more than anticipated so that's like something else was right um they're hiding something what did you spend this money on right so that's the big question um this airport is fucking gigantic it is 52.4 square miles which is 33,000 acres uh, it is the largest landmass airport in North America, oh I think God. needless to say. Uh, it currently employs about 35,000 people. I don't know if that's, like, true since COVID. I think just, like, you know, on average, um, yeah. like, 35,000 people is how many they generally have, uh, which is actually the biggest employer in the state of Colorado, fun fact. Uh, oh, wow. Let's see here. The other thing that is very peculiar about the layout and landscaping is that there's, like, a lot of hills around it. However, Colorado is kind of like the Wild West. It's almost like the Great Plains. Like, it's very flat, um, other than the mountains, of course. But, like, in the area that the actual airport is in, apparently, is, like, a pretty flat kind of landscape. Um, Mm -hmm. But around the airport, there's, like, giant um, hills And it says it would take over 110 million cubic yards of earth to be removed from the ground, which is enough to cover 32 city blocks, 
to a depth of a quarter of a mile. Um, and in order to build out the tunnels for the baggage systems and the concourses or the new world bunker. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Here we go. <laughs> so that's like a big thing that they're saying too, is that there's like way more like piles of dirt than would ever have been needed to dig out to make up for like the underground concourses that are currently accessible there are like okay, so they they dug too much basement <laughs> yes exactly so they're saying there's like way more beneath the airport than people typically have access to um there I, I watched like a vice news thing and like a couple you know like tours that people did there was like a thing on pbs about it where like they took um you know the news anchor or whatever down into the I think it's like the second story down is supposed to be where like all the hidden things are and um, they took them down there and it's really just like a lot of offices but most of them are like closed off even to personnel like even to like you know airport you know Mm. security or whatever Um, they're just kind of you know offices for different airlines and people running the airports I guess um is kind of like what they say it is but a lot of them are just so restricted that like nobody really knows other than I guess the people that work there and they're keeping it like a serious secret so I did I've also I watched a video and it's they went you know they took the elevator down underground to like the baggage area where you know there's all these you know those little like golf cart looking things going around to pick up baggage and shit Mm -hmm. and like when they got off the elevator, the guy, like the news anchor was like, oh, it says we're on the third floor. And she said, oh yeah, there is no floor two or one. <laughs> it's like, fucking what? Huh. What do you mean? There's nothing underneath here. Why did you start at floor three? Right. We're currently underground. What is beneath us? Like, what the fuck? Weird. Yeah, it was, it was very strange. And I'm just like, they, she just like wrote it off and he was like, oh, okay, there is no floor two or one. This was like, wait, go back. What? <laughs> right. Can we rewind here? Did they just cut that? Um, that is very interesting. Kind of like how a lot of, um, buildings don't have a floor 13. Right. But it's like, okay, do they not actually have a 13th floor or do they like just skip that number on the elevator? Like there is a 13th floor technically. Right. They just skip that number on the elevator. technically 14. (laughs) Like they don't have just like a floor that's abandoned. (laughs) If you look at like the 13th floor of a building, it has like no windows. It's literally just drywalled. Oh my god. <laughs> That's funny. Or just like a door that you can walk out of. <laughs> 13 <Goodbye>. stories up. <laughs> um so I'm going to be honest, I didn't really do a ton other like in-depth uh history about the airport. These are kind of just the most interesting facts I feel like to me to kind of just describe how gigantic and you know full of traffic and expensive it was to build everything else I have is pretty much conspiratorial do you have anything else kind of factual (laughs) no I think uh I think that's pretty good uh I did see like a a little brief interview with the guy the art the original architect Mm -hmm. um and you know the the airport it looks like circusy it's a bunch of like tents yes is what it looks like just pointed like it almost resembles like a mountain like a mountain range um and they were doing like some kind of construction thing and after 13 months of construction they fired the whole crew and they were like or like a renovation like right i don't know and after 13 months they're like no we're gonna just stop construction And, and he was just like why would you guys do this like he was already retired and the, the building had already been built. And he was like, wait, why, why would you start this new project 
like this new renovation project and then just like quit halfway through like what what the hell and I don't know he was very kind of like well you guys just fucked yourselves over like you're not gonna be able to find anybody else to complete this project and right I don't know it was um kind well of strange and suspicious yes and I, also... I don't I mean it's not that old of a building so it's like there's not a whole lot of history to it for sure um so So I also read about him. I don't remember his name, um, but I do remember reading in an interview that they, he initially wanted it to look like a Mayan temple. Like he literally wanted to build the airport and make it look like the pyramids in Mexico. And I was like, oh my God, if there's not already enough fucking conspiracies floating around this place, imagine if that place looked like an ancient temple, like for sacrifices. Oh my god. Um right. so dragging virgins to the top. <laughs> right. Oh my god. So um dude, yeah. So the design of the airport is very interesting and they did put a lot of money into like artwork and architecture. And um so one of the first things that you will notice is the demonic horse, uh also known as the blue mustang, aka Blucifer. Um, Lucifer. Yes, he has a giant blue dick. It is not hidden at all. <laughs> um, let's see. We have a nun. Her name is Lydia Pena. She recommended her artist sculptor friend Luis Jimenez Jimenez to build the nine thousand pound, thirty two foot blue horse with red glowing eyes. Um, for why? Yes, he began building it in the mid-90s, and the eyes are actually supposed to be, like, an homage to his father, who um, worked with fluorescent, like, neon lighting. That was, like, his career. So, okay, I mean, you could use, like, I was bright say, green or something. Or <laughs> a less threatening fucking color. Right, something a little bit less demon-looking. So, um... <laughs> However, he started building it in the mid-90s, and in June 2006, they began to move the sculpture, and a large piece fell on him, severed an artery in his leg, and he died. This sculpture, like, literally killed the artist. Um, It was finished by his estate and unveiled in February 2008, Um, and he said that it symbolized the wild spirit of the old American West. But, of course, the conspiratorialists think that um it's supposed to be like the four men riding on the horses and this is supposed to be the horse of death or some shit yeah of the apocalypse yep that's the one that's (laughs) from the bible yep that's yeah okay so this is the fourth one death yeah i guess so we have why is it specifically death why isn't it any of the other three what are the other three (laughs) i don't know (laughs) let me look it up keep going i'll we'll talk about this (laughs) dude i'm just thinking about how unfamiliar i am with the bible stories there was one time i was trying to describe jesus's ugly sweater and ryan was like you mean the technicolor raincoat i'm like what the joseph's technicolor green coat. whatever we were close we all had a piece of it um so some of the other conspiracies we have uh come from the new world order um one of the okay so the airport officials deny that the freemasons had anything to do with the building or construction or like donations towards the airport however they did donate a time capsule and this like 
kind of stone that they put over to seal it. And the stone is engraved um, with a Freemason symbol and some of the master's names, Meisters, whatever, I don't know. Um, we're in like Game of Thrones times here. Um, yeah. And it was engraved from the New World Airport Commission, um, which people say was an organization when it was put there in 1994, but is has been dismantled since. And the um, time capsule is supposed to be opened in 2094, so we've only got like 70 years left. <laughs> it, the suspense is killing oh, me. Um, so that's another thing that they're kind of saying is cons- a conspiracy is that the Freemasons um, donated money to this airport to help fund the bunkers beneath for their kind of leaders to have like refuge for the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh- <laughs> so who decides like, 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 okay. So if I were to become like rich and famous, like, do I get an email <laughs> like inviting mm-hmm. me to this or like, I don't know. It seems I, like some dark web call. shit. Uh, and also probably like once you start donating to political parties, they kind of like let you in on their oh, secrets. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's when, when you can start to sway the vote, I feel like is when you start getting invited to those parties. Right. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Oh, I have the, um, the four horsemen. Do you want to hear? Oh them? yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, let's see. The first horseman rides a white horse, um, symbolizing Christ. The second rides a red horse which symbolizes war and bloodshed the third rides a black horse symbolizing famine and the fourth rides a pale horse representing pestilence and death now what what is the difference between a white horse and a pale horse is it like a blonde horse Um, i'm thinking uh yeah more game of thrones like a see-through ghost horse the pale one the death horse right (laughs) I don't know. Didn't see blue in there anywhere. So, no, no, that's true. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Maybe Blucifer is just Blucifer. Could be. Um, One of the other pieces of artwork that are within the confines of the airport are the gargoyles built by Terry Allen. He was an artist that was uh, commissioned to create the installations before the airport was open. he said that there were like several people there meeting to kind of talk about the architecture and the design and the types of artwork that they wanted. So there were different artists and commissioners and, you know, gallery owners, as well as people that worked at the airport and were building it. And a nun was there as well. She was the one actually that hired. For why? Well, he, she was actually, she worked <laughs> with the art community in their okay. area. And she was the one that actually. She just came by. She just came by to bless the building. Well, I mean, it's not a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) It can't hurt. Um, But she was the one that commissioned the horse builder. And stealed his fate, apparently. So um, the artist, Terry Allen, said, quote, the cathedral thing made me start thinking about gargoyles. So when he met with this nun, she was obviously talking about holy things. And that is what is like inspired him to think of the cathedral. Um, The idea was to put the gargoyles in a suitcase and have them looming over the baggage claim as protectors, just like they were used in churches. I did one for domestic and then did one for international, which was pretty much lifted right off an image from Notre Notre Dame. Um, And 
which is earned the yes crown. and that <laughs> sealed the title for me neutra denver uh oh yes cute. i yes. like that he says they're protectors the gargoyles are good demons they face out from the church to keep the bad demons out if i was being malicious i could have been a lot more malicious than i was so um lovely yes it was not meant to be demonic but it is like kind of creepy like it almost reminded me of like there was when I was really young probably like five or six years old mom uh dad took me one time to the video store in Morris which is now the Amish uh across from McDonald's it's like the Amish woodworking furniture store so that used to be like a blockbuster and um really yes. i didn't know yeah that. i don't know if it was necessarily a blockbuster but it was like a movie rental place and i went yeah. to their bathroom and there was a poster of the fucking gremlins popping out of the toilet and i was afraid to use the toilet for <laughs> months i would say oh. <laughs> that's kind of what it reminds me of like what if a kid like gets their suitcase and it's like oh my god what if there's a gargoyle in here right oh my god they're kind of creepy i, mean, I don't like, know if they're, you saw them, they're not but... They are, they're almost like cartoony looking right. though. Like, you know, it's like, hello, here's, here I am popping out of this suitcase and it's just like kind of cute, but maybe not to a child. Yeah. But like, I also saw a video, they had, um, another gargoyle, but, um, he was like an animatronic and like, there was a dude in a box underneath him <laughs> speaking for it. And so like people would walk by and he would like talk to them and like, they're like, wait, this fucking statue is talking to me and it's like really cute and cool and god that is, um, that would be just terrifying. like funny and, and quirky <laughs> right as a child that would be scary um but uh i don't know if you get into this at all but um the denver airport like the personnel and everything they kind of just go with the whole conspiracy theory yes thing. Yeah, they do. Um, do you talk about that at all? Not really. I did read about it. Um, I read that, like, in the beginning, they were not, like, necessarily offended, but they were kind of trying to, like, ward off any of these, like, weird conspiracies. Mm-hmm. But people just kept coming up with them. And when they would come in and ask, like, you know, they finally were just like, fuck it. We can't fight it. So we might as well just go with it. And I feel like that almost makes it more mysterious. Like, you don't know what is true. Um Right. I mean, they're literally, if it's true, then they're literally just hiding in plain sight. Like they have construction sites and stuff, like parts of the building walled off and there's like a big sign on it that says, what are we building? And it says like, A, a new restaurant. B, a bunker for the Illuminati. C, it's just like, (laughs) what the fuck? Right. So they've really, uh, well, and also the They've exactly. it. One of the um, tour guides that was showing the person from, uh, what do you call it, Thrillist around, he was like, I probably spend over half of my time answering questions about conspiracies. He was like, more than half of, really? oh, yeah. And I'm like, I mean, oh. it would be, it's so true, though. Like, that's like the fun shit that people want to hear about. And yeah. so, I don't know. Um, I'm sure they come up with all sorts of fun lies, but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Other creepy things. Okay, so the murals. They were built by a man named Leo Tenguma. Uh, they okay. have apocalyptic images depicting war, children, alien Nazis, the usual. Uh, again, our friend, okay. our nun, Lydia Pena, commissioned the artist. Oh another <laughs> great find. She's got some interesting no pics. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, she and the artist, artist deny that anyone told them uh, what themes to paint. So they were all murals by commissioned by the, you know, artist. Uh, let's Right. Complete creative freedom. Yes. So the Children of the World Dream of Peace <clears throat> is one of the... Um, 
how do you say the controversial murals it features nazis and bavarian children and also a really sad letter from a child who died in auschwitz um all of these things suggest to theorists that the painting was commissioned commissioned by the illuminati or new world order that a nazi uprising via the underground bunker is imminent um so many believe that there are secret tunnels and the building itself is a gathering place for governmental officials and the global elite in case of a nuclear Armageddon, widespread biological warfare, warfare, or like any like cataclysmic kind of destruction. <laughs> um, I know. It reminds me of um, American Horror Story Apocalypse. Like I got two tickets to get on a plane to get to the bunker. I never saw that. So go. <laughs> It uh, was hard to follow. Oh, God. Um, I feel like they're really reason for themes well, now. Because, you know, they always... Yeah. yeah, They always, like, bring back actors to play right. characters. But in this one, the actors are playing multiple characters. Oh, God. That would be really hard to follow. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah. Sarah Paulson plays, like, three different people. And Evan Peters plays, like, a couple different people. And it's just like, okay, who are you now? I don't remember. Right. It's almost like... Which one you it's are? It's almost <laughs> right. It's like a time travel shows, like that movie the, or that show, The right, OA. Yeah. It's like, okay, what time frame is she in right now? What information does she know? Like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, some. I, did you look at any of these murals? They are creepy. Yeah. Yep. The um the Nazis. They just look like um they're very reminiscent of Nazi soldiers. Mm-hmm. But with gas masks. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck them. Why? For why? Right. They couldn't pick anything creepier. I mean, this was also before, like, all the conspiracies began. This was before it was even open. He was mm-hmm. painting these things. So it's like, okay, you're kind of, like, asking for it when you paint subject matter yeah. like this. Um, but, I mean, it's pretty interesting. It's really fascinating. That's really all that I have um, for as for conspiracies. Do you have any other fun ones that you read about? Um, there's, well, okay, so you know the time capsule mm-hmm. with the, um, Freemason logo or whatever yeah. on it, the emblem. Um, well, I guess that the, you know, the Masons do a lot of, like, charity work and shit like that. Um, so <laughs> their reasoning for why the emblem is on the time capsule is just like, oh, they're a big donor to the airport, you know, being mm-hmm. built. It's like, well, that makes sense because it's, like, pretty blatantly, largely on the time capsule like <laughs> freemasons right right, here. right it's not like it's not like hidden or like you have to wear special glasses to see it or something it's like clearly carved right in the center of this like they might as well call the freemasons where the mirror, airport. Or where the uh mm-hmm. <laughs> notre denver <laughs> i like that um so cute but yeah i mean it's pretty interesting i feel like i believe that there are bunkers like all over the u.s that wealthy people are building you know like fucking have you seen doomsday preppers like i mean i feel like this you know i don't know that it's necessarily housing like a neighborhood of people but you know it definitely could be a place for officials it would be you know like a central point of the country where it would be easy for, you know, elected officials and the wealthy to get to. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it's not totally unbelievable. There are, like, a lot of 
weird things that don't really add up, like how much time it took them to do it and all the issues they were having in the beginning, not to mention how much fucking money they've spent on it. And the fact that it's still constantly under construction, like they're always adding to it and expanding. Yeah. I mean, that, that can be said for a lot of airports though. And it just like makes everything more congested and frustrating. And I, I feel like airports are designed to make your life miserable. Right, they, like, <laughs> discourage travel. Yeah, like, no, you're just going to be stuck here for the next <laughs> six hours. Um, but, uh, oh, did you see anything about, like, the aerial view? Oh, the yeah, airport? how the layout looks like a swastika. Yeah, I mean, it kind of does. But, like, if you look at other airports, like, they're all different. Like, like they're all in weird shapes. Like, I've seen some that are shaped like Zs, some that are shaped like Vs. Um, and this one, they claim it, oh, well, I, we think it looks like a pinwheel. And it's like, well, a pinwheel does certainly look like a fucking swastika. <laughs> Undeniably. Um, so, right. Um, but their reasoning is that, you know, a plane, four planes can take off simultaneously in four different directions, despite, you know, weather right. conditions and stuff like that. So that's why they built it that way, which makes sense. But like, do you really need, like, one of them doesn't have like the, um, second turn Mm -hmm. you know so there's like three that are actually like they have like a a 90 degree angle in them and then the fourth one is just a straight line it doesn't have right it's a messy swastika let's Um, be real like it's a stretch (laughs) um right so like my question is like why can't they all just be straight then you know instead of having that 90 degree turn in it why can't they all just be right that that is true (laughs) but i mean i'm sure there's a reason for it I'm not a fucking right. engineer. I'm, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I should have prefaced this. I know nothing about aerodynamics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude. Okay, so Hannah used to date an, a pilot, and um, one time I asked him, I was like, "Okay, this is a this is gonna be long winded, but can you tell me how a plane?" Oh God. Works? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he did tell me, and it makes sense. You know, the wind on top of the plane versus the wind underneath the plane causes the plane to fly it kind of makes sense i mean if you look at like a paper airplane like same mm-hmm. same conditions and everything but it's like the idea that something so large carrying so much weight can take off of the ground and be airborne for long periods of time just blows my fucking it mind. is that is really fucking crazy because it is so heavy i mean think about how much just your suitcase weighs like plus the weight of the structure mm-hmm. itself yep. like the actual airplane i mean here's the thing it's not like a goddamn yeah. glider it does have a giant jet engine on it <laughs> you know what i mean right yeah it's not like free flying <laughs> through the air like just the wind is what's care- making it go. It's like the fucking engines are for sure. It go. But yeah, it definitely it is crazy that it can defy gravity like that and just float on the airstream. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's magic, it's witchcraft, and magic, and not science. <laughs> um, Unprovable <laughs> disbelief. Yep. <laughs> if I don't understand it, it must be witchcraft. <laughs> Um, oh, speaking of which, um, you and your friends do like a happy hour, like Skype yes. meeting every week, don't you? That's so adorable. And you guys do, you make like little quizzes and shit for each other on, on PowerPoint. And it's just so funny and so sweet. And I was like, that's so, that's such a good idea. So I invited Rachel and Arissa to do like a FaceTime meeting. And then I was like, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? And I was sending them links. Like it was the night of uh, the strawberry. Oh, yeah. I think it was Friday. And so I was like, let's do witchcraft. Uh, 
<laughs> like let's do some spells but like we didn't we weren't able to stay on for very long so we <laughs> we didn't really get to do it but it's like you and I <laughs> us and our groups of friends are so different. dude well yeah we typically do like a pop culture quiz <laughs> That's so cute. It's ridiculous. Ryan had one. It was, uh, what was it? Coldstone Creation or Bath and Body Works Candle Scent. And it was tough. Oh, that's cute. Um, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of edible smelling candles. And yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. So um, I don't know. We, I feel like, yeah, you could definitely do some like fun little quizzes about things that interest you guys, you know. <laughs> Or we could just do spells. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Whichever you like. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? Shit. I had something else to say. Do they have any fun, fun games that they want us to talk about? Um, well, Rachel did mention the yes. two that I talked about last week. Do you want to do Skinwalkers yeah. for next week? I know we, we talked about doing like the stair- weird random staircases in the forest, but I think Skinwalkers might have some more documented actual like and it's also like a legend it's like a Native yes American it is um let me see. so there's probably a lot more stories about that okay so let's perfect. do that one next time um thank you rachel <laughs> i am sending you a link right now uh it is cool. oh i'm i'm also going to make a um an instagram account because especially like for this one, like I can post pictures of the murals and the gargoyles and everything. I, there's like so many like images that like, if you're too lazy to like look it up on fucking Google, you can just like go to our Instagram and like find it. Um, so I'm going to make an Instagram for us. It's going to probably just be um, Conspiracy Sisters, you know, at Conspiracy Sisters. Um, our Twitter is also at Conspiracy Sisters. And then I'm thinking of making a Facebook group, but I'm not sure. Um, I struggle with like getting followers and shit on that because like. I don't know. I'm not good at promoting anything. <laughs> anyway, okay. So you yes, I did. It's for Skinwalker Ranch. Um, so Vice <laughs> News goes to Skinwalker Ranch, and they did like a whole article about it. It was really interesting. I want to say there is like a video for it too. I don't remember what we watched it on, if it was on YouTube or what. But Vice News did some pretty interesting deep dives, and that was one that they did. So, um, I don't know. I became pretty interested in it, and that's like how I learned a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really know what it was. I thought it was like. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was something like a combination of skinheads and daywalkers. What the fuck? What is a daywalker? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, isn't a daywalker? Hang on, let me look it up. I don't. I don't know. Um, um but yes, yeah, Skinwalker Ranch is just an area in I want to say like Texas where they have. There's just been a lot of alien and paranormal kind of sightings and happenings, and it's a pretty creepy place. But, yeah, it's also, I'm pretty sure, like, a Native American burial ground. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, okay, so a daywalker is a type of vampire that can walk oh, okay. <laughs> without harm. <laughs> also, vampire. South Park. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, South Park's uh, Ginger Kids episode also had, like, daywalkers. And I think that just oh, means, like, that's right. anybody who isn't a ginger. Because, like, gingers get um, right, yes, sunburned yes. so easily. I also have ginger skin, so I get sunburned so easily. I started using a self tanner, yeah. and I'm going. I'm going very slowly because I don't want to get like orange, like our Lord and Savior Donald Trump. Um, and I also don't want to. Are get, you like, using it on your or face? Anything, but uh, I did the first night. Um, 
and it looks okay mm-hmm. it was like pretty even um and then I know they make like special ones just for your face but um then like I noticed that like my arms are darker than my legs quite clearly because I have the <laughs> whitest legs in the world um so I was using some self-tanner stuff on that it smells really good too speaking of which um a while ago Ari came home and he was like he was like giving me a hug and he's like you smell really good and I'm like thanks it's bug spray <laughs> Bug spray and self-tanner, baby. <laughs> right? No, it was just bug spray at that time. And it was like, I was like out in the yard. So, of course, I had fucking deep woods That's off. That's hilarious. Like, sprayed he all over would me. love that scent. <laughs> that and like, like a bonfire. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, he's, he's such a like <laughs> mountain man. Oh, he let me trim his oh, beard the other day. Did you day. shape it like Jonathan Van Ness? Yeah. <laughs> No, no, not at all. <laughs> no, I mean, it was very, like, square and flat on the bottom because he's oh, never like, done anything with I'm it. I'm thinking of, um, like, what's that uh, President Truman, or not Truman, Grant. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, he does. He is very reminiscent of a Civil yes, War oh general, is what he looks like. Um, so he let me like trim it and I just like kind of rounded it out and it looks a lot nicer and I trimmed his mustache too so he's not like getting hair in his mouth with fucking tiny eats. Right. Which is great. Oh my Good god. Good for kisses too. Much better. Mm. Um, did you watch the new season of Queer Eye? Oh my god. I don't god. watch Queer Eye. I haven't, I haven't watched it since it was on TV Oh my years god. Years it's ago. so sweet and uplifting. I, I and know. they're so like just cute Aww. and they make amazing like Oh, they redo like the coolest spaces too. Like they went back to Jonathan's um, high school and they fixed up his uh, band teacher. And I know she had like a mullet Aww. since like the nineties. <laughs> and so he fixes up her hair and they pamper her and then they redo the teacher's lounge. Um, and you know, like one of them, they redo like a community center. Like they, they usually will like spiff up their home as well. But a lot of times they have like, you know, an additional space that they're like involved with that they also remodel. It is. And, um, a lot of times they go to like really kind of like segregated kind of communities. Like one of them, they go to like buttfuck nowhere, Missouri, um, another one they go to this most recent one they're in Pennsylvania. Um, they went to Alabama. Like they go to a lot of places where they're not necessarily like, <laughs> there's not a lot of flamboyance. <laughs> right. So they're, you know, everybody is just a fucking hillbilly or like, right. And, and, exactly. Or a and farmer. It's sweet because they do guys and girls, um, in this season. Yeah. Sometimes That's they do nice. like gay men. Yeah. Um, I like, they do anyone, um, they'll like redo your life, but they always just kind of make, they give them like, um, a little bit more self-worth, I guess. I don't know. It's just, it's a really, like, uplifting Aww. show for sure. So. Yeah. Oh, like, um, I mean, it seems so silly, but, like, I, when I got my roots redyed, like, I was, I didn't realize it, but, like, it just made me feel so much better after I got my roots done. Like, my <laughs> outgrowth was so bad since we were quarantined this whole fucking time, and then I went and got my hair done and I was like, oh my God, I feel like myself again. I feel so much prettier. I feel like I deserve to dress up. You know, I just, I feel better. So like it is like, it seems really vain and stupid, but like a makeover really can just make you feel, you know, you, you look good on the outside. You it feel is good very on the true because like 
Um, oh, like there was uh, this girl and she it was getting married in like a week. So they had one week to redo her dad. It wasn't even her husband. It was her dad. And um, he was like missing a couple teeth. And like he just started like sobbing when they gave him like these dentures because like it's so true. Aww. Like you feel so self-conscious if you can't like smile and laugh with people. You know what I mean? And people think you're being standoffish, but it's just because you're self-conscious. Like if you're like worried about the way your yeah. teeth look. And so, I mean, it was just really, you know, heartfelt and very, like, endearing. And they really did, like, you Mm -hmm. know, help him, like, okay, so he was divorced for, like, four or five years. But him and his ex-wife were still very close. And he would hang out with her and her new boyfriend. It was really weird. Yeah, they were, like, friends. And so when they redid him, like, she started kind of, like like looking at him differently and it was also so funny because these gay guys were like um why is her stuff still at your house like you guys have been divorced for five years like why is she still taking up an entire closet in your home we're trying to remodel here like we need her shit out she doesn't live here anymore she's with someone else and so they really helped him like get over her and feel confident enough to start dating because she'd started dating again you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. I I just feel like kind of making him feel more confident in the way that he looks and that he is, you know, he can move on and it's not going to be the end of the world. And like, I don't know. I think like just as much the way that you look makes you feel better about yourself, but also just having someone kind of come in and reassure you like from the outside. Cause of course your daughter is always going to tell you, you know, like, Oh dad, you know, thank you. Thank you. Like whatever. But I feel like they're not going to be brutally honest with you like these gay men, but they're, (laughs) they're just really sweet. They teach you how to do everything. They have like a cook who teaches you how to like make a meal for your family or, you know, cook healthier for yourself. And they have Mm -hmm. like, um, what's his name? Karamo. He's the, um, psychiatrist and he's the one that like gives you pep talks and like helps you get over your past. And he actually started, he was on like season one of the real world. That was like where he got his start. Yes. Um, and then of course they have Tan France, the fashion guy. And so like, it's interesting because like one of the guys that was on there was Macy Gray's brother and he like owns this gym in um pennsylvania and they like remodeled his gym and everything so like he's good looking he's like older he's probably like in his 50s and he's like a good looking guy but like he and he's really fit but he just always wore gym clothes so they were like you know just because you have like a great body and you work out all the time doesn't necessarily mean that you feel comfortable in your own skin because like you don't know how to dress yourself you're literally just going out in like joggers every day um right i mean me too (laughs) (laughs) but like you know he (coughs) owns a gym and whatever so it was like, like, you know, sometimes, of course, there are people that are not very self-confident about their bodies, but it doesn't even really matter. Even if you do look great, you still aren't necessarily, like, self-confident. But yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a cute show I highly yeah. recommend. I just went on a tangent about it, so. No, I should definitely watch it. It's – I'm I've been doing a lot of, like, self-improvement myself. Like, when this whole thing – when I first got fired and I was, like, stuck at home and I was like, what am I going to do with my life? I'm so useless. I, you know, I'm obviously clearly incompetent because I got fucking fired. But it's like, no, you got fired because you were sick and you were taking a lot of time off and they didn't like that. Um, like, you know, I logically, I know the right. truth, but, like, I'm right. so mean to myself all the fucking time. Um, but, yeah, I've been doing a lot of, like, self-improvement stuff. Like, at first I was just, like, you know, I hate myself so much that I don't deserve to be improved. But now it's, like, I meditate at least once a day which is fucking awesome. Like I've gotten really good at it. And like, I went to a doctor's office visit the other day and like, I was starting to kind of, you know, I, I, the nurse brought me into the office and I was like sitting and waiting for the doctor to show up and, you know, twiddling my fingers and picking at my skin and just like, Oh my God. And I started like kind of hyperventilating and having a panic attack. And I was like, no, you're not going to do this. 
this is a new doctor. You're going to get through this. Meditate. And so I like did my deep breathing and like noticed my five senses and like brought myself back to my own body instead of, you know, these crazy thoughts and like what ifs and um, past traumas and shit like that. And like, I brought myself back from a fucking pandemic. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so proud of myself. Um, yeah. So that happened. But then I've also been like, now that I'm not working, I quite like not working. Let me tell you. Um, you know, I've been, I have enough energy to work out. I've been working out almost every day. Um, even if it's just for like a half hour, right. you know, it's better than nothing. And then I've, I've also been like, you know, when I would come home from work, you know, I just got off work and it's like, I was there for like eight or nine hours and like, I'm exhausted and I don't want to do anything. And I would just like eat cookies and go to bed. But like, now I'm like, Ari's home. Yay. Now I can get dinner started. And it's like fun. And I like look up new recipes and like kind of new shit. And it's, you know, I actually have like energy to do shit. And like, I don't know, I, I've been doing a lot for myself and I feel really good. Right. And I, I'm liking myself again, <laughs> which is new to me. It's been, it's been a very long time since I've liked myself. I know the feeling. Yeah, it's hard. We've all got issues. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. And my therapist always says, like, we spend our entire adult lives trying to recover from our childhood traumas. And it's just like, well, that sucks. Yeah, that does <laughs> suck. I don't know. I feel like my childhood wasn't that traumatizing. Yeah. No, I mean, I I was just such a very yeah. sensitive child. And I currently am a very sensitive person. So, like, I took everything right. very personally. Everything was a personal attack. And it sucked. And I cried over everything. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, so everything... Like, I, my personality made everything seem so very traumatic. And, like, what, you know, if it happened to any other person, maybe they could handle it better. But, like, me being me, like, it's not any fault of my own. But, like, it just turned out to be traumatic right. for me. And it's just, like, that's <laughs> shitty. Now I have to recover <laughs> from that? Ugh. I have to do work Dude, every day for this to, like, get become a better human and, like, get over my trauma (laughs) but like I'm doing it and I feel pretty good and I hope it doesn't I hope I don't like relapse into a depression oh my god we'll see we'll wait wait until uh wait until winter hits and then we'll talk again about this dude I know the feeling um but I am pretty pleased with our uh next week's theme yay skin walkers not skinheads (laughs) and not day walkers but skin walkers Jesus fuck. <laughs> Why am I like this? <laughs> but oh my god. Anyway, um this was a good one. It's uh I if I ever get a chance to go to the Denver International right. Airport, would you I live in an I underground will. bunker? Um, would you buy one if you had the money? Um yeah, Just I in probably case. would. I'd probably only if it was well, only if it was like private. Like I wouldn't do it communally, like, right? Like a big yeah. Um you know, just, like, with me and Ari or, like, me and the family, like, you know, just, like, a small doomsday <laughs> prepper type bunker would be yeah. ideal, honestly. <laughs> like, I wouldn't – I don't know. And I've always kind of wanted to do, like, a homestead, like, like just buy some property and have, like, a garden and an orchard and just, like, like be able to be self-sufficient and not have to, like – Yeah, but I can never, like, kill a chicken. But the thing is, I really – I mean, I couldn't, I could definitely eat a chicken if Ari kills it, but I don't think I could kill it. Um, but like, I, I'm not like a super fan of vegetables. So right. Really I mean, hard. where do I get butter and cheese? Those are the things that I really need. Yeah. I mean, I guess if we Good got God, a cow, the work. 
I don't know. That seems like right. really sciencey. I don't know. But like if I'm if I wasn't like working, working like I currently am, I suppose I would have time to like milk a fucking cow and make <laughs> cheese and shit like that. I but like I don't know. I'm so addicted to all this over processed shit. Like I feel like if you were to eat like real cheese that somebody made on a farm, it would probably taste so right. much different than what you can buy at a grocery store. Unfortunately. I don't know if it would taste better right. or worse. <laughs> like, there's a reason why we buy all of our shit at a grocery store instead of, I feel like, like it would, I don't know if it would have more or less flavor. Probably less, because we're not putting any extra, like, ingredients or anything in it. I don't know, man. Yeah. I would try it. I don't Maybe. think I would like it. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I don't think you're supposed to just, like, eat a block of cheese the way that we right, do. Right, right. Um... <laughs> I think you're I was gonna to say like, early on a sandwich or something like I would definitely give that a whirl yeah which would definitely be fine but yeah I mean just to like sit there and like oh it's two in the morning let me just shove yeah. the shredded cheese yeah. into my mouth like <laughs> I don't think you'd be doing that with like <laughs> farm bought cheese goat's milk all right mm-hmm. well do you think we've um covered everything there is to cover about the Denver airport all the right. Denver airport I agree. And life. I agree. We've been through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Conspiracy sisters, sisters unite. Unite. Goodbye. Unite.